Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Waiting on the line, ladies and gentlemen, is the Honorable Chip Roy. Who we heard from Chip, Representative Roy, you lit it up this morning. The spending well, you, that you, you talked about is out of control. Well, yes, sir. We use the word honorable, uh, honorable a little liberally there with me, but uh, but I appreciate <laughs> it. Merry, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to all your listeners. Uh, look, you know, a lot of my colleagues ask me, you know, why do you get so fired up and passionate on the floor? I said, well, because my constituents throw their hands up in frustration as to what Washington is doing to them every single day, and, it, and it's Republicans who are complicit. Republicans who, you know, campaign on one thing and they go there and then they just help the Democrats. And this is the most naked display of Republicans working directly with Democrats to stick it to the American people with a massive spending bill that will fund the alphabet suit of agencies that undermine us and targeted us, take away our ability to try to leverage any kind of effort to secure the border out of this Biden administration. And, and Mitch McConnell's just like, happy to just go join forces with the Democrats to do it. it it's inexplicable. It's wrong. And uh, I'm going to keep calling it out. I just I can't not. Well, I just want to know, uh, Representative Roy, I am still disturbed by some of the things that have happened in the let's let me just go back with you. We had this monumental trillion dollar so-called infrastructure bill. And when it was analyzed, there was very little infrastructure in it. That money went to fund Democrat prep. Uh, pet projects for the most part. We had Republicans join in on that. Okay. Then we have this COVID money. Every day there's another story about how much of that money has been obtained by people through fraud. Then we get a story earlier this week that Joe Biden just shifted almost $300 billion, if I have the, the number right, but whatever, it was hundreds of billions of dollars over to help the Teamsters, one of the most corrupt, historically corrupt unions in our history, fund their pension deficits. And that money came from so-called COVID relief. We don't hear anybody complaining about that. Then we have the billions of dollars that we're pouring in to help the Ukrainians. Okay. Then we have a border that is out of control. Now Title 42 is going, and we have mayors of every blue city in America putting their hands out and saying, we need money because our cities are being flooded with illegal immigrants that we can't pay for. With all of this happening and more, now we have a spending bill. Do we actually know what's in this omnibus spending bill, Congressman Roy? Well, no, that's part of the problem. We have some pretty rough ideas. Uh, we have some top-line numbers, um, and those top-line numbers are very troubling, right? What I mean by a top-line number, for me to understand, 
We know that it's roughly $1.7 trillion based on reporting, right? I haven't seen the text. I think we'll see the text on Monday. But then we know that the defense spending has been plussed up, something like 9.5%. And, you know, you and I probably would agree, and a lot of people would agree, that we're, we're okay in principle with whatever needs to be done to make sure our defense is keeping up and that we can outpace China and that we can, you know, make sure our Navy is strong and so forth. But we also know we're funding a lot of woke garbage and social engineering at the Department of Defense, and I don't think any of that's been addressed or fixed. And then we've got all of the not what they call non-defense discretionary. And we know that that number has been plussed up, also 9.x percent increase, which is something like $50 billion. So what is all of that? Well, that's all the money. You just alluded to a lot of it, but it's money that will go to the FBI. It's money that will go to the DHS. It's money that will go to the Department of Education. It's money that will go to all of these alphabet agencies, including NIH, including Fauci, including the CDC. We're basically giving a massive lift in money to all of the Biden bureaucrats that have been targeting the American people, labeling the parents as, as domestic terrorists. Uh, you know, going after pro-life people and, and prosecuting them for going to, you know, protest abortion, uh, you know, all of the things and then not securing the border. We're going to go give more money to the Department of Homeland Security to not secure the homeland and then not even wait and try to leverage it to force change. It's, it's so mind-numbingly stupid that you got to believe, well, Mitch McConnell and the Republicans in the Senate, well, they're not stupid. So So then is it just uh, they just want to be complicit in working with Democrats to screw us over. But what they'll tell you is that this is because we must stop having CRs, continuing resolutions, because that will undermine our national defense. Okay, well, then let's go pass the defense appropriations bill in January when Republicans are in control of the House, and let's jam it down the Democrats' throat and then fight over it. But they don't want to do that because they're scared of their own shadow and scared of the word shutdown. So in other, this is sort of... It's almost inexplicable. If you have an opposition party, which is what the Republicans are right now, that refuses to be in opposition, that just wants to have another side victory, and then when you are in charge, you don't want to press for your own goals, why is that the only, why is it that the only party in Washington, D.C. that seems to understand how to quote unquote win victories for their side, are the Democrats. How does that happen? I, I mean, it's a great question, right? I mean, you're, you're asking kind of a rhetorical question. I mean, that, that in the sense that look, Republicans um, will never, it never ceases to amaze me the extent to which Republicans will find a way to make an excuse for why they're playing right into the hands of Democrats. And it's always something like, well, Chip, we just don't have 60 votes, or we just don't have the numbers. Or, or what Mitch McConnell is saying right now is, oh, we would get a, literally, he said apparently in a Republican lunch last week, we will get a worse deal if, 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 if in the next year under Republicans in the House, uh, allegedly because that means some of, uh, some of the conservatives, like myself, who would be pushing back on them, and not agree to spend as much money and, and fund as many programs, that somehow that would then result in Democrats and Republicans having to cut a deal for more spending next year, which doesn't even make sense. It's an excuse. The truth is, the truth is they want to avoid a fight between now and next September 30th. They don't want to have a funding fight. They don't want to risk a shutdown fight in order for us to try to push fiscal sanity 
or try to get something like border security. And unfortunately, it's not just McConnell. The fact is the word on the street and what the senators think is that it's House Republican leadership that's kind of wink, wink, nod, nodding, saying, yeah, just go ahead and get a long-term funding bill so we don't have to deal with all of the, the stuff in the early part of the year. And that's the problem that we're facing right now as Americans trying to figure out how we can get our arms around spending, secure our border, and do anything to stop the Biden administration besides hold show hearings, which is all we're going to do right now. I have to ask you one more question today, and we hope to have you back in the very, very near sure. future and continuously. I got to ask you one question, though, Chip. Why are you unafraid? And I mean that. This is not a rhetorical question. I mean that. Look, very few congressmen, very few elected officials in Washington will do what you just did today, which is to speak up, to name names. Most of the time they'll say, well, if I do that, I'll make political enemies. I'll never be able to get anything done, or I won't be put on a committee. I won't get this perk. I won't get that perk. What is it that motivates you to not be afraid of going along to get along? Well, number one, the only way you get things done is by putting out good ideas and fighting for them. I was able to get a bill passed as a you know a freshman member of Congress, uh, the PPP Flexibility Act, after the PPP was done. A lot of cr- trouble with that program. But I was able to get a bill passed because I worked for the Democrat, and it was a good policy, and it got passed overwhelmingly, unanimously out of the Senate. I think only one vote against it in the House uh, because you just work hard and do it. I've gotten a couple other things done. People go, well, how can a conservative like you get things done? Because you work hard. And so that's one. I'm not worried about kissing people's rear to get things done. You get things done by working. Number two, the worst-case scenario, okay, James, the worst-case scenario is I, I get targeted by a bunch of establishment Republicans. They try to take me out, and I lose in a primary. And you know what the result of that is? I'm at home in Texas with my beautiful family. So if that's the worst-case scenario, right, this is, I'm not jumping out of a freaking boat into a wave of bullets coming at me in Normandy, like politicians need to grow a pair. Our representative, we represent people, people who are going about their life and they want us to fight for them. Whether they agree with us or not, they want us to fight for them. They want us to work hard. Stop holding on to your job so hard that you don't do it. And that's, that's the way I view it. I just, I'm not in Congress, you know, to go up there to make friends in Congress. I've got lots of lifelong friends and I got a family that loves me and a God who loves me and a, and, and my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for me. And he was born in this holiday season that we separate, or that we celebrate. And so Merry Christmas to everybody. I don't fear retribution from politicians. Um, I just want to go do my job. Oh, you are such an inspiration. Representative Chip Roy, thank you for your time. We hope to hear from you very soon. Merry Christmas to you and to your family, Representative Roy. Thank you for being with us. Merry Christmas, James. God bless you. God bless you too, my friend.